being here today with us in the How to Human seminar stream. This is our third third one. We'll be looking at the Holy Spirit today. If you've not met me, my name is Stuart. This is my wife, Melanie. We're leading the stream um, here this morning. But our job this morning is to introduce our speakers today. These are our dear friends, Neil and Sonia Chitty, who lead Bethany Community Church in Harpingdon. Oh, wow. Yeah. We have known them far too long. But they're going to be speaking us to, <laughs> to us today about God the Holy Spirit and him as the one who helps us and empowers us for life. So I hope you come hungry. I hope you come ready. I hope you come full of faith because they've got stories to share for us. Melanie is going to pray for them and then we're going to hand over to them and get going. Okay, I'm actually going to pray for them and all of us. So what I'd love you to do is stretch out your hands to Neil and Sonia and I'm going to pray for them. And then I'm going to ask you, can you hear them? I'm wondering whether you guys just shuffle over a little bit. I'm wondering if that is going to be quite distracting. So if there's room over there, whether you shuffle that way, whether it's a bit more helpful. Yeah, I'm just, I'm thinking that noise is probably going to be a bit much. It was quieter yesterday, so I don't know what's going on there. Can we draw that curtain or not? No, the curtain doesn't work. Okay, let's pray. Let's stretch our hands to Neil and Sonia and we're just going to ask the Holy Spirit. Yeah, you delight to come and rest on men and women and you delight, Holy Spirit, to get behind the Word of God, stories about Jesus. You delight in that. So I pray you come, Holy Spirit, Phil, Neil and Sonia, help them to deliver what is on the Father's heart this morning. I pray, Holy Spirit, that everything would point to Jesus and reveal Jesus. And then I'm going to ask you to stretch out your hands and I'm going to pray for you guys and me. Holy Spirit, just come. We, we love to meet with you. We love to be around you. We want to know you more. We want to hear your voice. We want to see Jesus more clearly. We want to understand what the Father says about us. So I pray you come, Holy Spirit, and warm our hearts and meet with us and enable us to see Jesus more. And all God's people say, Amen. Good morning. How are we doing? We're doing good. Great. Um, so we're Neil and Sonia Chitty. I'm Neil. This is Sonia, just in case. Um, we love New Day and we love young people. We have two young people of our own. We have um, a son who's 19 going on 20 uh, called Isaac. And we have Amira who is 17. And um, just a little bit of information about me. I love going to see music concerts. Um, I love Coldplay, Ed Sheeran, Lumineers. Don't judge me. That's where I am. I also love going to comedy shows. love comedy. Like, for instance... Um, I've got a friend of mine who almost drowned his muesli the other day. He was dragged down by a strong current. Anyway, this is Sonia. <laughs> I apologise for that, for his dad jokes. He's known for his dad jokes. I just saw a look of confusion just spread across here when you said that. They're still trying to work it out. 
So I'm Sonia. I love traveling. I love, I love family time. I love board games, but particularly games that I can win at. I'm not very good at losing. I'm like, why play a game if you're going to lose? Seriously. I also like movies. I particularly, and my kids find this really weird, I love dinosaur movies. And that's really quite strange, isn't it? But I do. I love movies about dinosaurs. Um, Neil and I have been asked to talk to you today about the Holy Spirit, which I'm so excited about. We really love the Holy Spirit. He is our helper. He is the Spirit of God. He is part of the Trinity. And he was sent from the Father at the request of Jesus to declare the things of Jesus to the world. So he is basically God's presence with us today. And and we just want to start this seminar by saying, he loves you. He's here. He wants to be here. We didn't make him be here. He wants to be here. He is longing for you guys to get to know him more. He is longing to fill you. He is longing to come and be with you and dwell within you. So that's good. That's a win. We're here confident this morning of what he's going to do. And both of us have been hugely changed and continue to be changed through our encounters with him. So I first encountered the Holy Spirit at the age of 14. I had gone away um, with my youth group to a week-long youth event, a bit like New Day, but a lot smaller. Now, I wasn't a Christian. I wasn't in a Christian family. I was actually the first person in my family to become a Christian. But at that time, I wasn't a Christian. And the only reason I was going to this youth camp was because there was a boy that I liked there who was a drummer. He was very cute. He had freckles. He had freckles. His name was Stephen. And I, I just really liked him. And I thought, yeah, I want to go. This isn't Stephen. This is Neil. <laughs> just to clarify. Um, but that's the reason I went to this youth event. And it was amazing. I went there for one reason. Jesus had a different reason. I had an incredible encounter with Jesus as I came to realize that he wasn't dead. I thought I was going to a youth camp with a bunch of strange people that worshipped someone who was dead. On that week, Jesus encountered me. He appeared to me. He said, Sonia, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Follow me. Transform my life. And at the same time, I had no theology. I'd never heard of the Holy Spirit. I'd never heard of tongues. I didn't even know what was happening. I'd never read the Bible. But at that moment when he said that, the Holy Spirit came and filled me. And and I remember starting to shake as I had this encounter with Jesus. And the shaking actually continued for several days. I went home after that week and my left hand was still shaking as I had this powerful encounter with the Holy Spirit. And, And it was after I'd kind of come out of this time where I'd encountered Jesus, I was totally transformed. I'd gone from this angry teenager to all of a sudden just thinking, Jesus is alive. These guys are real. You know, this is true. What they've got is truth. And I was, I was started to tell other members of my youth group that Jesus um, was actually alive. And as I started to tell them, I started speaking in another language. I had no idea what was going on, but I knew it felt good. I knew that this encounter was real. And someone took me to our youth leader who just whispered and said, Sonia, you've received the gift of tongues. It's okay. It's a gift from the Holy Spirit. 
That was my first encounter with him. And I would just say, you know, anyone who thinks being a Christian is boring, it's not. Life with the Holy Spirit is so, so exciting. He sends us on adventures. And what, one of the things I love about the Holy Spirit is he makes me brave. There's so many things that I'm scared of. It's really funny. You know, people that know me well know my journey with fear and anxiety. They know. They know there's a lot of things that I get asked to do that actually petrify me. I used to not be able to do things like this. I remember being asked to speak at Soul Survivor. This was years ago. And it was at a seminar seminar like this, and I was asked to speak on, on mission. And I remember being outside the tent throwing up because I was so scared. You know, it just gripped me. The Holy Spirit, when he comes and fills us, he makes us brave. He makes me brave. He sets me on adventures and he helps us in every way. Great. So the first time I encountered the Holy Spirit, um, I was again at um, an event similar to this. um, And I remember there was a call for something, can't remember what it was, and I got up, went forward, and someone came up to me and said, do you want to be filled with the Holy Spirit? I'd been a Christian about two weeks at that point. And I said, yeah, all right. I had no idea what they were talking about. So they said, look, we're going to put my hand on your shoulder, we're going to pray for you, and then you may start speaking in tongues, you, you know, some, stuff may happen. I said, yeah, give it a go. So they put their hand on my shoulder, and all of a sudden, I was overwhelmed with what felt like 100% liquid love. It was like the most incredible experience I'd ever had as a 15-year-old. Used to be an atheist, hated Jesus, and now I'm totally overwhelmed with the Holy Spirit. And that was the first real time that I knew with 100% certainty that I was a Christian. And then I went back and I told my brother, the first time I told anybody, and I told my brother that I'd become a Christian. That's what the Holy Spirit does. And um, in a moment, I'm going to read out from John 14 verses 15 to 18, if you've got a Bible. Now, the context of this passage is that Jesus is speaking to his disciples after the Last Supper, and they are petrified. They are scared because he said to them, I'm going to go away. I'm going to die. I'm going to be crucified. And they're also surrounded by political and religious hostility. It was a scary time to be alive as a believer. And this is what Jesus said. If you love me, Keep my commands, and I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate to help you and be with you forever, the Spirit of truth. The world cannot accept him because it neither sees him nor knows him. But you know him, for he lives with you and will be in you. I will not leave you as orphans. I will come to you. See, the Holy Spirit is available to all of us, not just for keeny people, not those who are just like really, really, you know, over there somewhere. The, the Holy Spirit is available to everyone. And this morning we're going to look at three points. Firstly, he guides us in our daily decisions. He helps us to lead holy lives. And he gives us the gifts to do the things that God calls us to do. And at the end, we're going to give a lot of time for you guys just to receive the Holy Spirit. For some of you, it may be the first time. But I know the Holy Spirit is he's hovering right now, even now. And for some of you, you're here and your stomach might start to flutter a little bit. You, you may start to feel your heart pounding. Okay? There's that anticipation of something's going to break out. The Holy Spirit wants to come 
and overwhelm you with his love. So first of all, the Holy Spirit guides us. Oh, this is you. <laughs> We're not used to sharing a mic, so this is going to be fun. <laughs> so yeah, the Holy Spirit guides us. So John 16, verse 13 to 15 says... But when he, talking about the Holy Spirit, when he, the Spirit of truth, comes, he will guide you into all the truth. He will not speak on his own. He will speak only what he hears, and he will tell you what is yet to come. He will glorify me because it is from me that he will receive what he will make known to you. All that belongs to the Father is mine. That is why I said, the Spirit will receive from me what he will make known to you. And I absolutely love this. Here we hear Jesus telling his disciples that the Holy Spirit is going to come to help them in a major way. He will tell them all that Jesus wants them to know. It's amazing, isn't it? He is our helper, and we need that. You know, we want to know what God's will is for our lives. I always want to know what God's will is for my life. I love it when he speaks. And, and 1 Corinthians 2, 10 to 11 says, No one knows the thoughts of God except the Spirit of God. Okay, so the Holy Spirit, he is the one who knows the thoughts of God. And I loved last night's message. It was so good, wasn't it? It was all about surrender. And when, when I became a Christian, I gave up all my rights to my life. You know, the whole point, for those of you who are here that have been baptized in water, that's what it symbolizes, isn't it? It's like we're chosen to follow Jesus, we are dying to ourselves, and we are living for him. So I became a surrendered follower of Jesus, I wanted his ways over my ways. I want to do what he wants to do, not what I want to do. That's, what, that's how I want to live my life. And so what does this look like on an everyday basis? How does the Holy Spirit help us in that to guide us? It means that we're never alone. The incredible thing is, as Christians, we're not left alone as orphans. We have access to the Holy Spirit to guide us every moment of every day. We have power when we need power. We need revel- he gives us revelation when we need revelation. He gives us what we need at the right time. And we can give you story after story of how this has worked out in our lives, both as individuals, as in our marriage, in our families. And I remember when, when, when our children were really young and we were praying about which primary school God wanted them to be at so we could apply for it. You see, I think it's really important that you guys hear that God is genuinely interested in every single detail of your life. He is good and he loves you so much and he always has the very best for you. He's not a dictator. He's not. He, he's not like some cosmic chess master with us as chess pieces where he moves us around. When I, when I first became a Christian, I was like, how does this work? You know, does God just say, okay, Sonia, I'm going to move you here. You know, do I become like a robot? That's not the truth, is it? That's not what he's like. He's not bored in heaven and just thinking, okay, I'll move Sonia here. I'll move Neil there. That's not what he does. He gives us free will. And, and God doesn't need a relationship with us. But he wants one. He wants a relationship. He wants us to seek him and ask him his thoughts and opinions. And the Holy Spirit is our helper. He's the one that reveals that to us. 
So anyhow, we, we live in a, in a gorgeous town called Harpenden, but it's a bit crazy in the sense that all the schools there are fabulous, every single one of them. They're kind of all outstanding or good. And so we were praying, God, where do you want our kids to be? Holy Spirit, help us to just hear where you want them to be. And, and as we were praying, we didn't really kind of hear God one way or another. You know, there was no sense of real, real leading. And, and we looked at the schools, and there's this one school that is rated as outstanding. And there was another school we were looking at, which is rated as good. And so we thought, okay, Holy Spirit, we're not sensing you saying anything in particular. So we're going to use our wisdom, we're going to use our common sense, and we're going to apply for the school that's outstanding. Well, incredibly, our son Isaac, even though we didn't live in the catchment area, and it's one of those schools that people move into the area to get into, so miraculously, we kind of got, he got accepted into the school and we thought, great. The night, but I didn't have a piece about it. I filled in the form, but I didn't have a piece about it. Couldn't put my finger on it, but I was like, Holy Spirit, this is the best school in this town. And I, and, and, but I just don't feel a peace. And I went to bed that night and I had a dream. And in the dream, the Holy Spirit basically said to me, Sonia, that's not where I want Isaac to be. That's not the school I want Isaac to be at. I want him to be at the other one. And, and I was like, yeah, but Holy Spirit is not as good. And the Holy Spirit said, Sonia, I want him to be at the other one. So I woke up that morning, I rang Neil and I said, babes, we, we can't apply to this one. I don't, I feel like the Holy Spirit's saying the other one. And Neil, and Neil was like, absolutely, that's fine. Let's go for that. So we did, we tore up the form, filled in another one and applied for the other one. And, and it's in the little things. I would say it's in the little things. You know, it's so important in a life of surrender with the Holy Spirit that we are faithful and true and that we're obedient. And our, and our kids really thrived in that school. You know, it was the best decision for them. He knows where their friends were going to be. He knows where the teachers that he wanted to teach them were going to be. And I would say to you that he guides us. He cares about the details. He cares about what GCSE choices you're going to make. He cares about what A-level choices you're going to make. He cares about the universities you're applying for. He cares about what you do and what you don't do. And he is accessible and available if you ask him. If you say, Holy Spirit, what should I do in this moment? You know the things that cause you fear and anxiety? Ask him, Holy Spirit, I'm not sure which way to go. I'm feeling confused. What should I do? He will guide you because he loves to do that. So another story we have, which is, to me, it's a crazy story. Um, we, We lived in Red Hill when we first got married. And um, we felt called to move to Luton to help plant a church. So I had to basically leave my day job, which was um, working for a church, which I absolutely loved. And uh, I had to get a job which wasn't for the church. And um, Sonia was praying and fasting at the time, an extended time. And um, as she was looking through uh, the local paper in Luton, she saw a job which said job coach, which basically was a job that helped disabled people find work, employment, and uh, further studies. So she said, that's the one. The Holy Spirit just revealed it to her, that is your job. I said, great, I'm going to go for it. So I applied for the job, got an interview, and didn't get the job. So literally I came second out of three or four people, and I just thought, what's going on here? This is, doesn't make sense. And so he said, no, no, that's your job. I don't understand it. So a few 
months later, another job came up, exactly the same job description, and so he said, there you go, that's your job. So I went for it again, had an interview, yes. didn't get the job. Thought, oh, this is really weird. And then also in the mix of this, Sonia said, and you're going to get a job, this job, by the 1st of September. Okay, now we're in August. And we had um, actually moved to Luton at the time. I still didn't have a job. And Sonia's saying, the job coach job, I don't understand it. All of a sudden, I had a phone call from our administrator from our old church in Red Hill. And she said, you need to phone this guy called Paul. Now, Paul was the guy who interviewed me for both of those jobs. And he said to me, by the way, the person who got the first job, he's gone off sick and he's left. Do you want the job? Well, let me see. yes, please. And God got us a job. And it was the first job in the first place that Sonia knew that the Holy Spirit revealed it to her. Isn't that amazing? And it was before the 1st of September. And, and as Sonia said, look, I don't know where you're at at the moment, what decisions you're trying to make. We all need to make decisions. Allow the Holy Spirit to speak to you. Okay? Invite him into that situation. Ask other people to pray for you as well. And ask them to get some sort of prophetic guidance. Because the Holy Spirit isn't in everything. He wants to reveal his perfect will to us. So, first point, the Holy Spirit guides us. Secondly, the Holy Spirit helps us in how we should live life. Jesus said in John 16, 7-8, Nevertheless, I tell you the truth, it is to your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go away, the helper will come to you. But if I go, I will send him to you. And when he comes, he will convict the world concerning sin and righteousness and judgment. You see, the Holy Spirit continuously works... Sticky paper. He's constantly working in our lives. And in Galatians 5, it says that the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. There is no law against these things. And um, I know that for my personal life, God has been working in me constantly and producing this fruit in my life. Now, I was born with a disability called Bethlehem myopathy, which is a form of uh, muscular dystrophy. And it means that my muscles are weaker than most people's. And it means that going upstairs is difficult, walking, lifting heavy objects, anything that requires muscle strength. And over the years, I've had various different falls and broken different bones in my body. Uh, But there's one particular time where I was coming down the stairs and I missed the bottom step. And I can only tell you, it was probably the worst pain I've ever experienced. I was lying on the carpet, crying out in pain. Sonia was obviously extremely worried. She called an ambulance. You know, she was like just very anxious about what the situation was. And at that moment, the Holy Spirit just filled me. I can't describe it anymore, but the Holy Spirit just filled me and said, Neil, it's going to be okay. You're going to be fine. And out of that place, I was able to pray in tongues, and I was able to speak to Sonia and say, Sonia, listen, don't worry. God's got this. It's going to be fine. Just be filled with peace. It's, it's okay. And I'd like to say I got healed miraculously at that time, 
I like to say that I didn't break any bones, but I did. My, my leg was badly broken. But the peace of God flooded me. And out of that place, I was able to minister to Sonia because that's what the Holy Spirit does. In any circumstance you find yourself in, no matter how difficult life is, the Holy Spirit just wants to produce in you fruit. So you may be going through anxiety, worry, depression, illness. You know, there may be family relationship difficulties. There may be bullying at school, conflict. Listen, let me encourage you to be open to the Holy Spirit, to break into your life in those situations. Let your youth leader know what's going on in your life and get them to pray for you. Because it's in those moments that we grow. I found that in the time of suffering, in the time of difficulty, that's where my character grows the most. Because I'm having to depend totally on the Holy Spirit in those moments. Yeah, and I just, I remember that instance so clearly. Neil had broken his leg really, really badly. And that incident really marked my life. Um, Not because of the trauma that we both experienced on that day, but because in the midst of incredible pain, physical pain, his, Neil's first response was to start worshipping and praying in tongues, you know, and, and what he did is in his pain, he turned to me, I was freaking out, and he was like, Sonia, God is good. We don't blame God for this. We don't shake our fist at God and say, why God? He said, God is good. He's with us and everything's going to be okay. And it was one of those moments, like, I remember the ambulance crew arriving, and there's Neil lying on the floor in agony, and he's worshipping and praying in tongues, and I'm sure they think I'd given him some drugs, and I hadn't. (laughs) I don't know what they thought they walked into, but it, it was one of those moments where I'm like, wow, I've just encountered, you know, Neil is an incredible man. I'm obviously a big fan, but I have learned so much about Jesus and the Holy Spirit through him and through his walk with him because through the suffering that he, has, he experiences in various ways, he's had to throw himself onto the Holy Spirit, which has made him more like Jesus. There are times where he hasn't got the physical strength, for example, to open a bottle of Coke. And I've watched this man stand with a bottle of Coke and pray and ask the Holy Spirit to give him the strength that he needs to open that bottle of Coke. That level of dependency on Jesus and the Holy Spirit is phenomenal. It changes you, it transforms him, and it transforms those around him like me. So the Holy Spirit helps us in how we should live by growing his fruits in us. He also helps us by teaching us what is right and wrong and convicting us of sin. Who here likes being taught what's right and wrong? Who like, oh, great, there's one hand there at the back. Well done. (laughs) Okay. But, you know, Romans 2, 4 says God's kindness leads us to repentance. And we don't often associate that with discipline, do we? We don't often associate being told something's wrong with with kindness, but actually it's God's kindness that leads us to repentance. My closest friends are not the people who tell me that everything about me is wonderful. I love those friends. You know, I love people telling me that I'm wonderful. But my closest friends, the ones that I really trust 
are the ones who say, Sonia, you were really out of order there. Or, Sonia, you need to change that attitude. Or, Sonia, that was not very Christ-like. They're the ones I trust. They're the ones I go to for advice because I can trust their counsel. The Holy Spirit is like that, you know, which is amazing. And what I would say is, you know, how are we with discipline? How are we with going to God and allowing him to discipline us and correct our behavior? God's discipline is proof that he loves us. I I tell my children frequently, when when they were growing up and I had to discipline them in some way, I I would say to them, I would say, my discipline of you is proof that I love you. It's proof that I love you too much to not say anything. If I don't care about you, I said, the times you need to start worrying is when you're misbehaving and I don't do anything. At that point, you need to be really, really worried that there will never be a day where that happens. But the reality is my discipline of them is proof that I love them. If I see some child I've never met before who's misbehaving, you know, carry on, you know. I might speak into my friends, my, the lives of my friends' children's, but, you know, proof of my love is actually the fact that I, I'm totally invested. I discipline them. And, and can I, you, know, you know, that's something I'm passionate about. I'm passionate about raising our kids in the way they should go. And I found that as I live with God on a daily basis and grow in my awareness of him and my sensitivity to his presence, you know, he helps me. The Holy Spirit helps me to lead holy lives. And and this can be on an everyday basis. I know like a few weeks ago, Saturday night, decided to get Chinese takeaway, went down, had, had ordered it, went down to pay for it. The woman um, at the takeaway gave me my change. I counted it, and I saw that she'd given me one pound too much. So I said to her, oh, you know, you've given me too much change. It's one pound too much. She said, no, 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 I haven't. It's fine. I've given you the right change. So I started to walk out. And as I got to the door, I just felt the Holy Spirit saying, no, she gave you a pound too much. So I went back, and I said, no, you really have given me a pound too much. She didn't believe me, and I counted it out in front of her. And she said, oh, yeah, I'm so sorry. And, and, and I gave her the pound back, obviously. And I know that's a silly example, but I would say it is in the small things. If he can trust you with the small things, in, you know, that our conscience is alive. It was one pound. If he can trust us with the small things, he can trust you with more. Don't ever think, oh, it doesn't really matter. If you've got that check in your spirit, the Holy Spirit's kind of tugging on you. He's pulling on you. You know that conscience. Make sure that you follow him. You know, we've raised our kids in that way too. And, and one thing I'm really passionate for is honesty and transparency. It's a bugbear. I hate lies. I hate deception. And um, I, I remember when our son Isaac was around nine years old, he was in primary school. And before you all freak out, I have his permission to tell this story. I never share anything about um, our kids without their full consent. Now, He'd gone to school that day. He had a maths test. He went and did this maths test. And he came back from school and, um, you know, he, he went upstairs. I'm in the kitchen washing up, thinking about nothing particular, but washing up. As I'm washing up, I just hear the Holy Spirit say to me, Sonia, Isaac cheated in his maths test today. I'm like, what? 
And, and I just heard him again say, Sonia, Isaac cheated in his maths test today. So I called Isaac downstairs and I said, hi, darling. I said, how was the maths test today? And Isaac said, okay. Instantly, I knew as only a mother can know. And, and I think it sucks to have a... Pro- I don't know how many of you have mums that are prophetic or dads that are prophetic. It can suck at times. I know that. Um, and, and I just knew. I knew from his, dis, dis, you know, his whole disposition, his, his um, demeanour, how he was, I thought... Yeah, okay. Holy Spirit, absolutely, he lied. And I thought, he's not going to be very good at lying because he was really rubbish at it. All he said to me was okay. So I asked him a little bit more and I could see him starting to squirm. And it was really funny when I was checking with him that he was happy for me to share this. He start, he's 19, going to be 20 in a few weeks. And he started squirming again, just at remembering the moment. And, and I said, Isaac, I said the Holy Spirit's told me that you, you cheated in your test today. And he just looked at me and his eyes just filled with tears as he felt convicted in that moment of, of what he'd done. And we talked it through and I said, darling, you, you need to go upstairs to spend some time with Jesus, process it with him. I want you to go upstairs, listen to what he's saying, and then come down and talk to me. And he did. And he went upstairs And he came down repentant, having met with the Holy Spirit, having heard from the Holy Spirit um, that what he'd done was wrong. And he came down. And and, and I said, okay, you know, we're going to have to, repentance isn't just saying sorry. We have to change our behavior. So often we have to put things right that we've done wrong. And so I went with him the next day for a moment that he doesn't love really in his life and we went and I stood next to him as he told his teacher what he had done the day before and that he had cheated in this maths test and what he'd done he'd written some formulas on his arms that's what he'd done so he'd gone into the maths test I thought it was quite ingenious um he'd written some formulas (laughs) for um, the maths test that he needed on his arm which he'd obviously you know looked at during the test but he stood there and he apologized to his teacher. He told her what he'd done and his teacher was great. I couldn't have been a prouder mum of him than I was in that moment. And I was like, yes, this is great. This is great stuff. Laid a great foundation. And he is a brilliant, brilliant child as both of ours are. Very honest. Okay, so the Holy Spirit loves us living in the light. He loves us living in the the light, and he calls us to live in a way that is transparent. And just what I'd like to do now is just, if the Holy Spirit is convicting you of things that you've done, he he calls you to be brave, you know, to confess it, to put things right where we can, the things that are wrong. And, and, and I would encourage you to embrace the correction and discipline of the Holy Spirit, You know, God doesn't come in as a harsh father to chastise us, to hit us, to abuse us. He is the most loving dad, and the Holy Spirit is so gentle. He helps us in this. So what I would really like you to do is let's just close our eyes for this moment, okay? I just want to, just in this place, I just want to pause. And I just want you to, in this moment, ask the Holy Spirit if there is anything that he wants you to stop doing or to stop saying or to stop watching 
I want, I want you just to ask him if there's an area that you've been disobedient in. You know, his, his gentle whispering is, is wonderful and it's proof that he loves you. And, and what I would say is whatever he's telling you now, I'm not going to ask for a show of hands, I'm not going to ask you to do anything in this place, but what I would really encourage you to do is to commit to telling someone you trust here at New Day, a friend, a youth leader, that after this meeting that you go back to your campsite and you just find someone and you just share with them what the Holy Spirit said and then you ask them to help you be accountable in it, that you ask them to help you put right whatever you need to, okay? Because it is in that that we grow in our relationship with him, that as he, as he whispers to us what he wants us to do, it's part of leading lives that are surrendered to Jesus, that we just step out and do the things he's asking us to do. Okay, we haven't got much time left because we really want to give a lot of space to uh, let the Holy Spirit come and do whatever he wants to do in you. So that's going to be exciting. So get ready for that. So probably in about five minutes, um, we're going to just pray for you guys and let's see what God wants to do. Okay? So uh, just want to prepare you for that. So the last thing we want to talk about is the gifts of the Holy Spirit. And um, in 1 Corinthians 12, 4 to 11, I'm not going to read the whole thing out. It talks about all the different gifts of the Spirit that God gives us in helping us to live day by day and also to help build his church. And um, for me, I'm, I've been reluctant with the gifts of the Spirit in the past. So let me give you an example. When I first became a Christian, I was in a church where sometimes there was someone who would pray out in a tongue, you know, a different language, and then someone would interpret it in the meeting. Now, in the church I was in, Dave was the guy who always interpreted. So if there was a tongue, cue Dave. Off he goes. And you just knew you just could relax because Dave would always bring the interpretation. Great. Until the day I was involved in planting a church and Dave didn't come. Dave stayed where he was. So I'm in a meeting and we have a visiting speaker who not only speaks out a tongue in the worship time, he sings it. So there's a quietness because Dave's not there. And I just know that the Holy Spirit is saying to me, you need to bring the interpretation. Not only do I have to bring it, I've got to sing it. And so I'm kind of there, going to a cold sweat, panicking, and suddenly out of my mouth, I start singing this song. I still remember the song. And it was all about a caged bird being released and it was like a prayer it was like a a a song to god of how you release me and how this bird flies up to heaven i just felt very small at the end of it but the guy who was the visiting speaker he came up to me and he said neil i knew you had the interpretation well done but it's terrifying because you're having to do things that you've never done before you're having to rely on the holy spirit to carry you And so sometimes you get it right, sometimes you get it wrong. There was another time when God, I felt God gave me a word of knowledge, which is basically 
a bit of information about someone else that you couldn't know about unless the Holy Spirit revealed it. And I remember going up to this guy and saying, hey, I've got this word for you. And I told him the word. I said, does that make any sense to you? He said, no. I went, okay. And I just like shuffled away feeling very small. But it was good because it's humbling. It means you have to totally rely. And it's not going to stop me. And you may blow it at times. You may get it wrong at times. Don't let it stop you moving in the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Okay, how long have we got? A minute. Okay, well, let's just... I just wonder if we just go into... Yeah, I would just say, we come to the Holy Spirit knowing that he wants to fill us. Okay, this isn't our idea. He loves you. He loves you. He's here. He doesn't want to hold anything back, okay? I think some of you would have been, you know, you might be coming here feeling nervous, feeling anxious. You might be coming with disappointment. Perhaps you've been prayed for before and, and nothing's happened, okay? The pressure's off. I would just take the pressure off your shoulders. You don't have to make anything happen. There's nothing that you have to do, okay? I remember sometimes we can get into this thing that we think we've got to be good enough. You know, we've got to have prayed lots. We've got to have read the Bible lots. We've got to have done things in order for the Holy Spirit to come to fill us. He makes us holy. The minute we give our lives to Jesus, he makes us holy. Okay, there's nothing that we have to do that qualifies us. So I would just say the pressure's off. He loves to dwell within us. And I would just say, come hungry, eagerly desire it. It's, it's a different story and a different journey for everyone. For me, I received the gift of tongues when I didn't even know what it was. My sister really, really wanted the gift of tongues, and she prayed for it, and nothing happened. People prayed for her, nothing happened. For her, her journey was she had to eagerly desire it, and it, I think it was around three months of her going after the gift of tongues as a teenager and asking the Holy Spirit for it, and then he came, and, and he filled her, and, and he gave her he gave the gift of tongues. It's a different journey for everyone. There isn't one story that's better or worse. He knows what's best for us, okay? I'm going to hand over to you, I think. Yeah. So, who's ready? I'm excited. I, I think God's going to do some great things. But a little bit of um, teaching first about how to receive. Jesus said this, let anyone who is thirsty come to me and drink. Okay? Now, I'm thirsty but I'm not going to sit here and wait for a drink to land on my lap and suddenly just materialize I've got to get up and go to where the drink is and then I've got to pick up the drink and then I've got to drink it okay this is not a time to be passive Jesus said come to me so who is it who fills us with the Holy Spirit Jesus so if you want to drink come to Jesus and he said I will pour out living water upon you, meaning the Holy Spirit. And you need to drink, okay? You need to just go, drink. Okay, so how are we going to do this? I'm going to just put some background music on. And then if you want to be filled with the Holy Spirit, I'm going to ask you just to stand where you are. And then I think we're going to create a bit of space at the front. And then I just think it's something about coming out from where you're at and moving forward. So, who would like to be filled with the Holy Spirit? Why don't you stand now? Okay. 
we'll probably get you to stay where you are. I'm going to put some worship on. There's going to be people moving around to pray for you, okay? Um, and if, if you do want to be prayed for, just keep your hands out. And it, we may take time getting to you. Don't worry. Just keep drinking. Just enjoy. I'm going to do a, a general prayer, and then we're going to move amongst you. Yeah. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord. Holy Spirit, we just welcome you right now. We welcome you. We welcome you. Come, Holy Spirit. Come, Holy Spirit. You may find yourself getting hot. You may find yourself start to shake a bit. You may feel that you want to start laughing. That's okay. That's called joy. It may be that you feel like you want to start crying because God's dealing with some stuff in your heart. That's okay. That's the Holy Spirit. So just where you are, we're going to just allow the Spirit to do what he wants to do. Come, Lord Jesus. Come, Lord Jesus.